everybody, welcome to the West Side Lions Podcast. I am the host here at the West Side Lions Podcast, Ben Miller. You can find me on Twitter at Lions West Side. Um, this was going to be a very fun episode because we were supposed to have a guest on with us. Um, <clears throat> and I was hyping that up. However, um, the guest that we were supposed to have got sick this weekend, so was unable to join us for this podcast. However, um, he is still excited to do this at some point, so we will bring him on at another time for another podcast. But we will move on with what we've got for now. And what we have also here with me is Jake Krieg is here. Jake, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Um, That's good. Our good friend Austin is not with us this week. He uh, is on vacation, so he's enjoying himself there. So we will have him on another podcast with us as well. But um, it's been a couple weeks since we have really done any kind of podcasts you know, upload or anything just because <clears throat> we kind of just wanted to wait until preseason was over just to get a full picture of preseason. Um, and, and now that it is over, we can really kind of dive into what we saw. Um, the roster has now been cut down from the 83 players down to the 53 players. Uh, so we have some stuff to talk about with that and we can start kind of taking a look at now the Lions going forward now that the Lions games will be starting, uh, starting next week since we are recording this on a Sunday. So, you know, let's just get right into it, Jake. Um, let's start with, um, the let's, let's wait to talk about, you know, cuts and everything like that. Um, but let's talk about like some players that maybe popped off the screen during the preseason games. Um, do you have anybody that you specifically, when you watch the games, just kind of, you know, stood out for you or, or maybe, you know, got you excited for this season? Uh, yeah. And it's actually a couple of players that like, aren't going to be like starters or anything, but it's players that are like solidified backups in my opinion. And I'm going to start with David Blau. Um, he definitely looked like he improved his play from his past seasons when he's played for us. Mm-hmm. And he looks like a really good number two quarterback from what I saw. He looks way better than what I saw from Tim Boyle. Yeah, let's talk about that real quick because I think a lot of players, when we picked up Tim Boyle, expected him to just be the QB number two. Um, didn't really expect much of a competition there. Just kind of figured David Blau was just kind of done at that point. Um, and then the preseason games came and, and Tim Boyle usually went out there as the QB two, but then didn't really show much. Um, and then whenever David Blau was, was on the field, he was making plays and, you know, making drives happen, scoring points. Um, and it's kind of the opposite of what people expected. And that could possibly be chalked up to a couple of things. Maybe one being David Blau came in later in the game. So he wasn't, you know, seeing the as high competition, um, do you think that it's just a different level of talent that Blau has, or do you think that maybe it is because he was facing kind of those third stringers or, or some, sometimes even fourth stringers? I'd say um, it's neither. I, I'd say it's uh, more him being familiar with the play, more of the players mm-hmm. and like how they play. Cause he's played for us for two seasons now. Yeah. So he's a little more uh, 
like he understands the playbook more, I would assume. Well, we have new coaches, but understand the players more. So mm-hmm. I think it's more of that. And I just think uh, personally that he's a better player than Tim Boyle is. Okay. Yeah, I think that's a reasonable assumption to make with that. And then it was kind of, you know, I always hate to have roster decisions made because of <clears throat> injuries and, and, you know, Boyle got injured in that final preseason game. So now he's on IR. Um, which then makes Blau ultimately our QB number two. Um, people had maybe thought they'd keep both quarterbacks around on the 53-man roster, but you know we won't we won't know that uh, for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think that that's reasonable to say that um, that he might have just a bit more uh, chemistry with some of the players. But I, I think that like just in general, he really kind of just went out to make a name for, you know, you have to consider me for this backup job. Like, yeah, David Blau wasn't really known for being very mobile and he was like, making yeah, runs. he was making, like he was, yeah, he was making he good was escaping the pocket and, and getting forward, you know, and getting up, getting first downs, whatever. And then looking to keep making yards. Like he didn't run out of bounds. As soon as like somebody came up, he would go in for it and, you know, hit him real hard, you know, maybe you don't want to see that from your quarterback, but it was showing that he is wanting to make this team. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, it was pretty cool to see that for um, David Blau, for sure. Um, yeah. I'm going to go with one that I've got, and I think this is a big one for Lions fans. Derek Barnes. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, what was he, fourth round pick this year? And, yep, fourth round pick. And he was kind of injured, so they took him along a little slow – um, during the training camp and everything like that. And I mean, I don't know if there was any other linebacker that looked as good as Derek Barnes on our team. I think Derek Barnes has a very good chance to maybe push for a starter position rather early in his career. Like he was just yeah. always there. He was always around the ball. He has one of the highest PFF grades for um linebacker coverage which is something that the lions have not had in a very long time um and pressures he was always pressuring the quarterback he was just always in the right spot uh and that's what you like to see from a linebacker so i was excited about that um do you have anything else that you wanted to add in about Derek barnes because i think he's a possibly a star in the making and hopefully that's not just lions kool-aid that everyone's drinking but what do you think about Derek barnes I think he looked very good, and I can definitely see him being our top linebacker um, by week four, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing is, he, I, I think it's, it, you know, it's the preseason, and we got, we got to take it with a grain of salt. I mean, sure. we weren't playing the best players all the time. Right. Um, the best O-line wasn't trying to block him That's every true. time. Mm-hmm. So we got to take that with a grain of salt. It looked great. He looked great out there. There's no denying that, but... I mean, we need to see that against, you know, a starting NFL offense. Sure. Yeah, I can I can agree with that. Um, is there anybody else? I've got I've got two more on mine. Do you have anybody else that you've Yeah, um I I will say the our three back um like like third string, fourth string and fifth string running backs looked really good. Yeah. I uh, Jamar Jefferson, uh Godwin Eagle Buque, uh, that's a mouthful. It is. And then Craig Reynolds all looked very good. It's sad to see Craig Reynolds on the practice squad, but I mean it happens. And we I looked, mean, but we got him on the practice squad. Like, yeah, we have we ha- at least we still cool. have him, and they all looked really good. And 
if um, DeAndre or Jamal ever goes down, it it will be it will be very fun to see one of them. Absolutely, but. yeah. That that was one of mine. Was the entire running back room? Mm-hmm. They all just even Dedrick Mills. I mean, he's not on our team anymore. Um, but even Dedrick Mills, like they all played well. Um, and even with shoddy offensive line, sometimes um, they really all made a good point to stay on the team. I think I'm most excited about uh, Jamar Jefferson, who was our seventh round pick, and uh, Godwin Iglebuke because. He really showed in that final game that he's got some special team stuff, some returner, and um, some special talents with him as well. I think that um, he's a really cool story. If you haven't heard his story, um, he used to be safety, converted to running back. Uh, Deuce Staley kind of was like, hey, I think you could be really good at a running back. So he's been transitioning this, this offseason into a running back, and, I mean, he's already showing out. So I think it's pretty cool, for one, that, you know, we found a guy like that. But two, we have coaches that are competent and can actually, like, coach and find these guys that really can make a difference and, and, and kind of know what they're talking about, okay? I'm done mm-hmm. with the Patricia era where it's just all of these guys that think that they know best all the time and, and they're just wrong. It's really nice to have coaches that are, you know, competent and, and are building this team. So that's exciting for me. But, yeah, I, I'm 100% on – with you it's really nice to have running back as like one of our strengths for this team right now like yeah with depth and everything like it's not the lions have struggled for so long with mm-hmm. even having like decent runners it's um, definitely better than having theo and amir abdullah yeah right <laughs> yeah so i i mean it's definitely you know not like you said it it's second third fourth stringers that they're playing but at the same time they they're, good. they're not with our first string offensive line. They're not, you know, there's, mm-hmm. it's got to be something that we'll wait and see and, you know, see how well they use it during the regular season. But it was exciting to see in preseason that we could actually run the ball pretty decently. Mm-hmm. Um, my next one is um, the undrafted free agent, AJ Parker. Um, this is a guy, like I just said, undrafted free agent. Um, so we didn't, he didn't go to any team in the draft. We picked him up afterwards and we're like, Oh, you know, we might not, this guy might not make the team as most undrafted free agents don't. He's no, he's not only on the team. He's our starting slot corner. Uh Like he didn't just come in and say, I'm good enough to make the team. He came in and played well enough to be the starter and beat out other players. Like he took their job. Uh That's exciting. You yeah, know, getting a guy like that, he's so young. There's probably so much upside. And again, I think it's another testament to this coaching staff. I don't think it's just these players are, you know, all of a sudden we're getting great developmental people that are showing up. I think it's our coaches are really coaching these people well. And I think it's a huge testament to this coaching staff. Um, but what do you think about A.J. Parker? And just, I mean, I mean, let's be honest, undrafted free agents in general, we've got a couple of them that made the team. Yeah. You know, so it's not just AJ Parker. But what are what are your thoughts? AJ Parker did great, and I'm I'm excited to see him in the regular season for sure. And mm-hmm. I also think Jerry Jacobs, undrafted free agent cornerback, did yeah. great too. Yep. So it just makes me happy to think you know we can we can we're really good at developing these players that may not be super confident with themselves because they went undrafted, but right. we can make them confident and make them play good. Right. Because none of these players are. 
necessarily bad at football because they are in the NFL. They just need to play like they're in the NFL. Right. I think that, you know, adding on these two undrafted free agents really is a testament to, you know, we always heard from the GM, um, Brad Holmes, that this is not a rebuild, it's a retooling. I think this kind of like signifies that no, it, it is kind of a rebuild. We're you know, mm-hmm. we're not sticking around with the old struts and everything in this house. We are we're tearing it down and we're putting in things that can build up to be a great team. Um so I kinda like that though, because we haven't done that. We haven't done that mm-hmm. in who knows how long. You know, it's it's very rare that a team just really just knocks it down and it just builds it back up. And I think that that's what they're doing with these young guys and guys that have a lot of upside potential in a couple of years that maybe they might not be great. There's going to be some bumps in the road, but a couple of years down the line, it's going to be pretty solid. So um, I'm excited about that. That's all the yeah. people that I had. Do you have anybody else that you really kind of stood out to you? Uh, I actually have two more people and they're on the defensive line. Um, Kevin Strawn and Julian Aquara looks very good in my opinion, and the, it gets me really excited because um, our what we have done with some of our defensive ends from the past. Because before, heading into this season, we we were very strong on the defensive line and a little like too much depth, so we switched some of our starting defensive ends to outside linebacker, and I think now that that's happened and there's less depth at certain places um there julian aquara can really be a good starter for us sure. and he can definitely take someone's role on starting and he played very good especially in the bills game he looked he looked he was energized he was looking great mm-hmm. and then kevin strawn was incredible he stuffed the run i i i was very impressed with um kevin strong yeah i think in general our defensive line is still rather one of the deepest positions that we've got. Yeah. Um, and I do think that Romeo and um, Trey Flowers are going to be the starter outside linebackers. Um, yeah. Kind of where Julian O'Quara would be. But, mm-hmm. I mean, he'll be a great rotational piece, right? Like, yeah. Julian's job is going to be go get the quarterback because that's what he does best. Um, I think in the first game, he, he struggled a lot with uh, – setting the edge for the run. And as I watched the other two games, he was really, really, you could tell that that was something that he was working on because it was really starting to become a lot better. And that's, you know, that's what you want to see with these young guys is yeah, they might have a bad game, but then they're fixing it as they go on. And so I agree. I think Julian O'Quara has a lot of, I think there's a lot that he can continue to improve on, but I think that him, uh, and all of these young guys that are on even the defensive line are going to continue to um, just continue to work at getting better because there's all that depth too. Um, but yeah, Kevin Strong, I think I wasn't sure that Kevin Strong was going to be somebody that would actually make the team. I yeah. thought Kevin Strong was just going to be somebody that was a camp body, which he, mm-hmm. which was kind of what he had done for like the last couple of years. Um, but I mean, he looked good. He yeah. looked really good. He was getting pressure, stuff in the runs, the the whole defensive line in general, except for yeah. when you start to get really, you know, when we got to our like fourth or fifth stringers, mm-hmm. we were we were doing pretty good on that defensive line. Um so I'm excited to see him on the 53 for sure. I think that 
I, I'm excited, I think, just in general about our defensive line. Yeah. More than probably um, any of the other defensive positions by far. Yeah. So. Actually, I'd say I'm I'm really excited to see the, uh, our really on cornerback um, room. I think we're going to really prove some people um, wrong there. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping that that's the case. Um, there has been some bumps, and that's expected because yeah. it's the youngest secondary in the entire NFL. It's the second mm-hmm. youngest team in all of the NFL. Um, but yeah, I think that that's definitely going to happen. You're going to get some bumps, <laughs> but I I do Who's... think that they could be somebody. Um, that Who's really... the youngest team? Um, I don't remember who the youngest is right now. Is it like the Jets? Maybe it could be. That would make sense. But yeah. I know that, you know, with a young team, you're going to have some bumps and bruises and, and the cornerback room is already difficult as is to, you know, really show you know, they're just at such a disadvantage right now at the NFL. Um, but I, I really do believe that, you know, once they can start really getting into the season against some real teams and everything with the pressure of our starting defensive linemen, I think that, I think that they're going to play well as well. I think it's going to be fun to see. I'm excited about the defense and, and being probably much better than the defense that, that w- we had last year. So, mm-hmm. um, did you have another one or was that it? Uh, that was it for me. That was it. Uh, there was, that's not, not saying anyone else didn't do great, but it was just like, I mean, those are my, like people that really right. proved themselves to me. Right. Okay. So let's move on to the next question then. Um, was there anything that you watched in the preseason that maybe got you a little worried for this season? Actually, yes. Um, I was, I was really worried about, especially in the first game when watching Jared Goff's first throw, directly to um the Bills linebacker. That, that that scared me. And seeing Jared Goff, he he didn't do bad, but it definitely worries me a a lot. Um, I worry about a running back staying healthy, but I mean, as we said we have good depth there and they really show themselves out in the preseason. So mm-hmm. that shouldn't be a worry. Wide receivers has me worried because I mean, we have a bunch of like nobodies not trying to like right. say anything wrong, but like we don't have any star wide receivers like we did in the past. So mm-hmm. we, we have, it's time for them to really prove, prove themselves, but it's, it's gonna, it's going to be interesting to see there. Um, and then Panay Sewell really um, scared me a little bit at times. Um, so, so real quick, I want to just talk about Penesua because that has a lot of Lions fans worried. Um, and they're worried because obviously we picked this guy up, you know, what was it? Pick seven we had this year. Yeah. Pick, pick seven. seven first round. Um, and then he, we drafted him technically as a right tackle, but he played left tackle. So we moved him over to the right side where, admittedly it's going to be difficult to transition to because you know as a tackle it's all muscle memory so when you switch over to the other side you have to change all of what you do to the other side um and it's it's just different and you have to learn that and it's difficult um and then we continue to he's he has been the starting offensive player or offensive lineman that's played the most in preseason and every game, there's been a big play that he's let up um, and a big sack or something. So then all of the Lions Gregory fans, Russo. Yeah, immediately go, oh, you know what? 
this was awful. He's a bust already. Well, he's not a. You can't. They can't say that though because right. He's so got things to prove. So here's here's what I want to say about this. One, this kid didn't play all last year. Mm-hmm. He, he didn't play at all last year. He's so out. He's got so much rust on him right now because he didn't play all last year. Two, but you you could make the argument against that because you know Micah Parsons didn't play at all last year. Well, and yeah, he so, just absolutely lights out for right. the Cowboys in the preseason. So so let me get to so number two. He switched from left tackle to right tackle. Like, you can't. Yeah. He, he's been out a year and then switched to right tackle. He is going to have some bumps, some big bumps that he's going to have to get through. Number three, he's not been out there a full game to get his you know rhythm back. He's not been out there. You can't. He is somebody that when you're getting your reps, he is learning as he goes. He's very good at that. The coaches have mm-hmm. talked about that a lot. Even Taylor Decker, our actual starting left tacker, tackle, has talked about how this guy, when he, if he gets beat on something, he doesn't get beat on that again because he'll mm-hmm. learn from it and he, and he knows how to fix it. He has not been out there very long. He hasn't had the reps against – he goes against people in, in practice, but that's not the same thing. That's not your game. And then, to be honest, he doesn't have the best help next to him. He's kind of on an island right there. Um, some of the issues or the big sacks that he did let up weren't all his fault. The big sack that he let up in the first game, the guard also got beat bad and it didn't give the quarterback a chance to move up into the pocket. And Penny Sewell did push him out kind of back and, and it's supposed to Jared Goff was supposed to be able to move up into the pocket to throw it but he didn't have that chance because the guard also got beat. So he had pressure coming up from the middle as well. The second big one that he let up was a, was the quarterback was already in gun. So he's already five steps back. And then as Tim Boyle, he, he took five steps back out of the gun. Like you don't, there's not a play in the NFL playbook that you step back five steps. When you get the ball hiked to you in gun, you just don't you just don't do that. So that was an error on Tim Boyle as well. And it looks like both Tyrell Crosby and Penny Sewell were kind of guiding the guys back and up. And Tim Boyle just dropped too far back and hit him. They may have also gotten beat. But I think if Tim Boyle would have stayed where he was supposed to, I don't think he would have really been sacked that bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and and if you watch these games, especially the first game that that uh, Penny Sewell played, he got better. It was just better and better and better the entire game. At multiple times, he was pancaking a guy on like a run block. Um, you know, obviously there's th- some things he's got to work on, but yeah, I don't. I'm not worried about Penny Sewell. I think that he has the highest upside of all of the players that we have um, that we drafted this year for sure. And I, I'm not worried about him one bit. None of the offensive linemen are that we've heard in interviews. None of the coaches are. And let's be honest, I think they know best. So yeah, I'm not worried about Penny Sewell. However, with that being said, I do have concerns. But my concerns are with just the offense in general. Um, when our starting offense was out there, first thing, like you said, the first pass almost picked off because Jared Goff threw it directly to the linebacker. Um, that was worrisome. And then we didn't really get 
anything going. Like our wide receivers didn't put up much plays. Um, the running was just non-existent. Uh, to be fair, it was just Jamal Williams against these starters for the Bills. But I mean, we had nothing going. We we just couldn't do anything. Our offense just looked dead. Um, so I'm just concerned in general for the offense. And I don't know if even if it's like I'm concerned that they're not going to do well. I think it's just so different from the offense that we've been accustomed to with Matthew Stafford of slinging the ball. We're going to get, you know, it's exciting. You get to watch some exciting. And I don't think the offense is going to be exciting. Uh -huh. I think it's going to be boring. And, you know, if they win, whatever, I'll, I'll get over it. But I don't think, and, I, and maybe it's not something I'm worried about. Maybe just in general, just to kind of let everyone know, I don't think the offense is going to be exciting. I just don't. Um, one thing that's maybe a little bit of a concern to me, um, and I hope that I'm wrong and I feel like I am, but the secondary, especially like the corners, they, they're, from what I've heard in training camp, they are playing better, um, much more, you know, self-confidence and everything. However, they did let up quite a few long passes um, where they got beat deep. One of them by Jeff Okuda. Um, and, you know, he he was trying to make a play on, on underneath, but he got a whole bunch of stuff with it. I mean, but that could maybe cost you the game. Um, uh -huh. I don't know. It Like I did say, they are young and you're going to get those bumps and bruises. I just hope that maybe the bumps are a little less than what I'm thinking they're going to be. Um, but what do you, I mean, what do you think about like those two specific things? Um, I don't know. I guess the offense will be very boring, but um, I think the I think the cornerbacks, we got to give them a little bit of a break that, I mean, they are like, I don't think there's a single starting cornerback under the age of, over the age of 24. Yeah. So uh, they definitely Amani, got... Uh, yeah, Amani or is their oldest, and he's 25. He is a month oh, older okay. than me. And okay. that is their starting cornerback. That's the oldest guy on their cornerback group right now. Yeah, so there's definitely room to improve. And I think they will, considering Jeff Okuda was uh, the top cornerback prospect in the yeah. draft a few years ago. And the people who scout that are know what they're doing for the most part. Um, yeah, I hope so. But, I, I really want, I think it, more than anything, more than any player right now, I want Jeff Okuda to, ex, to succeed the most because mm -hmm. I really do think that he could be, he has so much potential. I just yeah. don't want him to like, I don't know, fade out and then never reach that potential. I think, I think if this is the coaching staff to get him to that potential, I just really don't want to see him be a bust. I really want to see yeah. him su succeed. Yeah. Okay. I totally agree. All right. So now let's move in. Um, like we talked about, the 53-man roster is now you know official for the Lions. We cut a bunch of people. There were some some pretty big names cut for the Lions. Um, one that we have been calling for for a while. <laughs> um, but are there any surprising cuts or even like additions that we got? Because um, they did a little waiver transactions, a, a trade for a wide receiver. Um, you know, is there anybody specifically like on offense? We'll, we'll do both. Um, offense first. Was there anybody surprised you maybe cut or added? 
Uh, Rashad Perriman being cut um, surprised me, and Tyrell Crosby surprised me. Yeah. But um, that's about it for me. Yeah, I'm not surprised by Brashad Perriman because I had heard all training camp about Brashad Perryman being injured and then not mm-hmm. really showing anything. And then specifically, he was playing a lot in that final game. And I'm like, oh, this they, they're looking to see if he can make this team or not. And he just didn't really show anything. So I wasn't too surprised by him. Tyrell Crosby, though, that is That's, one I am yeah. super surprised. He was our starting right tackle last year. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, from something that I heard on another podcast, who and I hate to do this stuff because like, well, he said that he said that he said, but mm-hmm. they said on another podcast that they have a reliable source who said Tyrell Crosby, when he wasn't playing last year, was not as injured as he was saying. he was. So he kind of like gave up on the team. Oh, I don't know the reality of that or not. I don't want to like spread anything like that if that's the case. But if that is the case, I think that's a pretty good, you know, reason that a coach would say, you know what, you just not hard to believe that. Yeah, I and because he is a really good guy. I don't know. I really just don't know. But that's just something I heard. It just seemed weird um, that his whole situation, like he was a starter last year our depth at offensive line is bad. Like he would have been a step up of all the guys that we had. And Mm -hmm. when they cut him, Dan Campbell didn't say something like, you know, Oh, he he was real good or whatever. He just said he wasn't good enough. And I'm like, Oh, that's a little strange. Like, like, you know, just to say he's not good enough. Uh, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It seems a little weird, but Either way, it was surprising. That was one of them, uh, the yeah. cuts that I was really surprised about. Um, however, nobody else claimed him, so he did go to our IR because they put him uh, on the released and injured. Um, so that might be like an injury settlement guy who who is on our IR currently, but might not be on our squad anymore pretty um, pretty soon. But yeah, that was definitely the surprising one for me. Um, I wasn't. I was interested to see how the running back room would play out. Um, mm-hmm. And I was, I was excited to see that we kept Godwin Iguabuque and, yep. and all of those guys. But I was a little surprised that um, Craig Reynolds was the one that got cut. I think he had like the flashiest plays in yeah. the preseason. So I think it was kind of, I mean, I don't know. It, I understand it. It was just one that I was really keeping my eye on to see if Craig Reynolds was going to make it or not. But like mm-hmm. we talked about, all of those guys played out. Um, yeah. And Godwin Iguabuque showed more special teams. And that might be something that keeps you on the team. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 it was exciting to see those for sure. Um, what about the defense? Let's talk about some that uh, some surprising cuts or additions that came on the defense. Uh, there's... One of them is, like, I'm upset about it, and, I mean, I can understand it now, but it's just, like, I mean, I liked it. I liked Mike Ford a lot, and it really shocked me to see him get cut because um, he was a guy that I've always been, like, like, I've always been saying he's a good backup for us, and he was in a spot where he could possibly become a starter, and when I watched, when in the for example, the Bills preseason game, he like it looked like he was trying his best out there and he was like putting a lot of effort in which which looked good to me. He looked good to me there, but I mean there's a bunch of undrafted free agents at corner that 
beat him out. So mm-hmm. I guess it makes sense. Yeah. So Mike Ford, I think was the most surprising one to me on defense. Um, because the, the coaches have talked about a lot, how, you know, special teams will make people, you know, make the team. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, the final game of the preseason, Mike Ford had a great game. Like he balled out that final game of the preseason. Um, and Mike Ford is arguably the second best special team player that we had. He was an amazing gunner and then he got cut. And I was like, wait, I don't get it. Like he balled out final preseason game and he's an amazing special teams player. That should be like the exact success story for this team. Um, but then when I kind of listened to the podcast, um, that I can't remember who had it, but they, they interviewed, um, uh, Jeez, um, not AJ Parker. Um, oh goodness, the other undrafted free agent. Um, I can't. I think of his name right now. Uh, Jerry Jacobs. Yes, yes, thank you, Jerry Jacobs. They interviewed Jerry Jacobs and they talked about how uh, Jerry had gone to the special teams player and really like tried to show up, saying, you know, I'm here to learn and do all this stuff, even on special teams. And then apparently, you know. They went with a younger guy. They went with a younger guy who has more to prove and, and also can do special teams and maybe has a higher upside. I mean, it's it surprised me, but, I mean, I can understand why they're doing it, I guess. It's just – it was definitely yeah. a surprising one. Um, let's talk – is there wait, is there any other surprises um, – not talking about the one that I'm that yeah I, I know you want to talk about him and that was the other one that okay kind of surprised me but I wanted it to happen okay so let's talk about that um Jelani Tavai is no longer <laughs> a Detroit Lion um I I always feel bad for any players around this time because you know they're losing their jobs and stuff like that but he just he couldn't fit onto the team anymore we have a different scheme. It's not what he's, you know, for, and he just couldn't make the team. Um, I feel even worse though, that he spent all of this off season losing all this weight for the team. Um, really? I mean, the coaches talked about like, whatever you ask him to do, he will do. And, you know, he will give it all his all to, to do that. Sadly, his, his all wasn't good enough to, to, with the scheme, but then, he got picked up by the Patriots and he's probably going to have to put on all that weight again. Like, yeah. I mean, do you think that there's any scenario where, um, he goes to the Patriots and like succeeds now? I can see him playing better. Yeah. I, I could see that. I just, yeah, I don't know. I, but he's not going to be a starter or anything. They no. have Dante Hightower, a middle linebacker. Yeah, I think no, they're they're, fine he's definitely there. not going to. I think this is the big problem. Like, he's a he was a really great guy, um, and and he did always yeah. give it his all. He was just drafted way too early. Um, so we always. I just never dislike. I never disliked him. Would you say? I never disliked him. It's just no. I I just think we could have gotten much later (laughs) yeah he had way too high of expectations for where he was drafted and you know that's not something he can help Mm -hmm. um it was just it it was just so sad that like he had to get put in such a box like that Uh Um, he, he was set up to fail from from when they drafted him so that was just sad to see but 
I mean, I, we obviously we've talked about it. He just wasn't very good. Yeah. Um, so I, I am excited to see kind of what the new linebackers look like, you know, Derek Barnes being one of them. Um, so, yeah, I, I hate if he was put in Derek Barnes position, like drafted in the fourth round, I think it would have been, been much different. a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Much different. But, you know, I hate to see somebody, you know, get set up to fail like that, but hopefully he does well at the Patriots, just not too well. Um, <laughs> and, you know, against us. Yeah. So, you know, well wishes to him, of course, just, you know, not against us. Especially um, against the Packers, Bears, and Vikings. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so let's move on real quick. Um, we've got a couple more things, just quick ones. Um, after looking at this offense, especially like the first uh, preseason game, you know, how do you think Goff is going to do? Because we haven't really been able to see Goff. We haven't been able to see how our offense looks. And while – we did just have a very vanilla offensive playbook. Um, we got to see golf and we got to see him a bit with our starters on offensive line. Um, he didn't, however, have TJ Hawkinson. He didn't have Deandre Swift. And I think those are going to be two of the guys like he'll really lean on, but I mean, injuries do happen. It's very possible. You won't have those guys. Um, how do you think he's going to do? Um, if I have to be honest, uh, not that mediocre isn't like, not that mediocre is bad, but I think he will be the definition of mediocre. And I, you know, to try and improve from that, like this year's draft, I mean, the top quarterback prospect didn't look too well yesterday, right. uh, t- yesterday or two days ago. I think that Goff is going to be, and it, it's weird to say. I think he's exactly what we need him to be that he's going to get us like good enough that we're going to feel good enough. Like we're winning a couple games at least, but he's not going to be good enough that we're like winning. Like he's specifically winning games because he's playing so well that we can continue to build our team until we find a quarterback that we love and whether that's a trade or we get him in the draft because we've got draft capital. So it'll be draft. I I I is I would assume draft. so. I yeah. would assume so, yeah. But I think I don't I I just don't see Goff being somebody who's going to succeed immensely. I think that yeah. He just doesn't have like he's also set up to fail if I'm going to be honest. Like even if he has all of the you know, the arm talent, the whatever he doesn't have the things around him. Yes, he has TJ Hawkinson. That's going to be about his only main option. Maybe the running mm-hmm. backs, you know. Um, I think that if we really are going to get any kind of success, they have to have wide receivers for him to throw to, and I just don't think we have that. Um, this would... It's a step down from Cooper Cup and Robert Woods, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that, you know. It's and he didn't be... even play great with them, so it's going to be – That'll be right. interesting. It's going to be difficult, I think, for Goff to um, get any positive expectations, um, for especially this year. Mm-hmm. Okay, speaking of this year, um, in general, you, you know, you're a Lions fan and you're looking at this season. What does success look like for Lions this season? Not necessarily wins, but young players playing good and looking like they're playing better. Yeah, that's I, what it is for me. I agree. I think that, you know, we've talked about a lot is the 
you know, growing and learning. So there's going to be games where there's lots of problems, but I don't want to see those same problems again. I want to see people learning from them and, and young, like you said, young players getting better and better each game. That's what I want to see. If I can see that and I can see growth, you know what? We win two, three games. I whatever, it's still successful. I was winning young four talent. when I I did I did a, like my whole season prediction. Yeah. Before week one last year, I before this year, and I did it last night, and I have the Lions winning four games. Yeah, I I could see you around there. I think probably four to six range is where I see them too. I say I say three, four. That's I don't see us having that many wins, but. We, we didn't get a good schedule this year. We, we really didn't. Yeah, I think that there's probably, like, there's always something that's unexpected to show yeah, up. Yeah, like, we beat the Cardinals last year. That was not expected. Right. That like, was not expected. There's just so much in the NFL that you just can't game plan for mm-hmm. where I just don't believe, like, you can't get six wins just off flukes for half of them. And yeah. they have the they have the talent for at least like three wins. So, you know, I think it's going to be interesting to see. Um, but really I just want to see, you know, like we've talked about, I just want to see growth. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that they've got the coaches for that. And I think that, um, you know, I think lions fans just need to temper their expectations for a little bit and just kind of, you know, you know, I hate, I hate whenever I go to a lion's game and something bad happens and then the fans all like boo them really bad. I feel like there's going to be a lot of those instances that the fans can boo this year, mm-hmm. but they need to not because we have a lot of young guys and and this is the yeah. year for winning. This is the year for building. Mm-hmm. Um, and they can't. It's build. okay to do that at, like a Chiefs game when right. if Patrick Mahomes throws an interception because right. who would expect that? Exactly. You can't do it for a team that's building. Like if you're gonna if you're going to these games expecting to boo somebody or you know. Where they you're expecting them to be perfect, just don't go to the game. Yeah. You're not going to see a perfect Detroit Lions team. You're just not going to. We haven't seen that <laughs> ever, so yeah. <laughs> don't expect it now when we don't have the players for it. Um, but with that being said, games start up soon, starting some regular season stuff, and I'm excited for it. I know you're excited for it. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I mean that's exciting. We're going to be back probably next week to talk about the 49ers game. And uh, I'm sure we're going to have a lot to talk about. I'm excited. How, we're going to talk about how we upset the 49ers. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we are going to end on our podcast. I'm, I'm just kidding. We're, there's no way. There's just no way. Well, we'll see. And uh, we'll get back on with that uh, next week. But until next time. Y'all have fun. Enjoy the Lions game coming up. And make sure to chant Go Lions!